When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Kevin Conroy, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. You are now on the inside of what I like to call the Circle of Trust. You're all connected in the great circle of life. You know something, Bert? I think you and I are going in circles. It feels like we're going in circles. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Because it's a circle. Yeah, we heard about the circle. Yes, we're familiar with shapes. Hi, this is Greg. This is Chuck. And this is Dan. And we are Talking in Circles, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network, a podcast that knows how to set that knows how to separate fact from fiction because we do it every so often with our most infamous game, Fact or Fiction, which we're bringing back once again for this week. But before we get to our before, but. But before we get to that, how's the week been going for you guys? Uh, week's been kind of shitty, but um, <laughs> just for random personal reasons. Starting on a high note. Starting yeah. on a high note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess the one bright one of the bright spots is uh, the resurgence of my Miami Dolphins, which is pretty exciting. Um, Man, yeah, they you know just have to play the Houston Texans and then. All goes well. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Greg's booing because he I ruined his fantasy weekend. Yes, you did. I don't know how short lived this will be, or how long lived, or whatever. But hey, I'm enjoying it right now because uh, the last time we pounded two teams back to back, I can't even remember. So, <laughs> um, but by the time sounds a little dangerous, pounding two teams back to back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you know, back to back weeks. Um, but Don't forget to wear a condom. I have no idea if we'll have lost the Patriots or not, but you know, please, as long please as we, kick their ass. As long as we're playing tough, then I'm I'm satisfied. Dan Campbell era is starting well, man. He's a yeah. he's a beast so far. So. Yeah, I, I hear they're calling him the Miami Campbells now. So <laughs> <laughs> he's just totally changed the culture of that team. So oh man, but I mean, yeah. I'm just waiting for next year when he gets he's the new Campbell soup guy. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be gotta feel bad for Joe Philbin, who's like, Yeah, I guess it was me. That I was know. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. I'm like, I wonder what Joe Philbin's thinking sitting on his couch at home, like, damn. Eighty two points in two weeks. My bad. Yeah, but, 
Uh, Greg, how are things going with you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I actually had a date this past weekend that went really well. And Yay, uh, Greg. Thank you. Um, it was the, with this girl I met down in Philly, so we had to meet halfway. And I really don't get down uh, that far south. That sounded dirty. And so I asked my boss some uh, good places to go near uh, Allentown, Bethlehem area in Pennsylvania. And he suggested... Uh, a speakeasy, which was really awesome. It's kind of a nice little high-class place. And, and like all speakeasies, it was really hard to find. It's just this little door in the side of a building that what had... What exactly is a speakeasy, Greg? A uh, speakeasy uh, is from back in the Prohibition era, where mobsters would try to sell their booze patrons. So they kind of had it in like little dark cellars and everything. Um, they used to have a little latch or door that they opened up to speak out of and look out of and ask for a password and everything. Um, and they uh. would serve cocktails during the the Prohibition era. Uh, so this kind of really fell into that. And the name of the place is the bookstore. And so it had a bookstore speakeasy feel to it. There was no little thing to open and ask for a password. But the door was really uh. hard to find <laughs> in the random middle of a building. Just a door with the bookstore written on it. They didn't. They didn't hold up a card, and you had to say like a frog on a bench or something. No, no, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing like that at all. But it was. But that would that would be a pretty badass thing to pull out for the first date, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have ins. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, uh, it was it was a very crowded place. Apparently, I needed reservations, but uh, I was able to get seats at the bar. She was a bit late, so I kind of sat down. Uh, started ordering uh, all these different cocktails and everything. Uh, I had a brown derby, uh, something that sounds like Scarjar or something, uh, which was Scarlett Johansson. Yes, yeah, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she comes on the table, open legged. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> he he does not come up to the table, uh, open legged. But it was really cool. They have a, a menu in a, a book. Uh, they have it like pasted, uh, the menu pasted in a couple pages that you look through the book and order stuff. I also had a meat and cheese tray, which was really good. And I had a pulled pork sandwich. My date finally arrived and uh, she had some pierogies. <laughs> wow, all that before your date came. Yes, Jeez. all that before my date <laughs> arrived, yes. And she arrived. She also had a cocktail and um, she ordered a... Uh, off their small plate menu and she had some uh, pierogies and then we headed off and we went to a haunted house in Sailorsburg, which was uh, really good. So it, it was go. a really I mean, good day. Get her all liquored up and then scare the shit out of her. <laughs> oh my God. She screamed so loud. It was pretty funny. Uh, I got to say though, that's pretty brave to pull out the pulled pork on a first date. Cause I'd be worried for a number of reasons, just like a getting it on me, like you know, <laughs> gigantic stain of uh, pulled pork sauce. But I, I, I'm a professional, Dan. I uh, I actually make my own pulled pork, so uh, I'm I'm pretty good with it. So I actually made my own over this weekend as well. Oh, so nice, was, nice. How'd well, that go? In the crock crock pot, you know, no, nothing no, fancy. We'll have to upgrade <laughs> you to a, a smoker soon. Yeah, one day, one day for sure. Did you smoke but, it for 13 hours like Arby's though? I know one day I can be their quality. One day, yeah. <laughs> I just got to get unprocessed meat. Uh. Well, actually, funny because you're in that area. I was not that far away from you because I was around Reading, PA, over the weekend. What? Uh, I met up. 
Yeah, I know. That's weird. Uh, I met up with some friends in that area, friends and family. And one thing we went to this little, uh, like, fall festival thing. You, you would know it, like, kind of related to, like, Robus Tree Farm. Okay. It's almost like a converted farm. They have a corn maze, and they have, like, uh, stands set up with different fall decorations. There's a pumpkin patch and all this great stuff, if you're old like me, apparently, now. But, you know, I met up with some friends. We went on the corn maze with uh, our kids because they also have a, a little uh, baby who's not that much older Is than... Is that the one that I saw on uh, your one page and then I, I commented, um, Dan, you have a growth coming out of the front of you. You should get that checked out by a doctor. Yeah, I got to break out the, the daddy daycare uh, backpack where I hold the, you know, you put the kid in and, and you're like holding them on your shoulders or in the front of you, like you're like a, like a baby uh, fanny pack kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed middle, that it instantly got deleted somehow. No, it's still there. Oh, is it? Because when I checked, yeah. it was deleted. It was nowhere in sight. I'm like, oh, nobody liked my joke. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Carol virus. <laughs> I responded to it, she too. Oh, did you? I didn't see that. I'm going to have to check that now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said, I said, I forget what I said, but, um, it says something about it's been around for me for a while now. It can't just, it just won't go away. Or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that was in the middle of a corn maze. We went in this corn maze and we used to do that all the time, but this is the first time I think I did one during the daylight, which was different. And, uh, the one we usually do, like you go to different stations inside of it and you get like pieces of a map. But this one had like questions throughout that would tell you, it ask you a question and give you three options. <laughs> oh God, and... it's the Riddler. I know. Yeah, just... Open to corn maze. <laughs> It's like the Saw movies. <laughs> I know. It would be option A, you'd go take a right. Option B, if you think the answer is B, you go straight or what have you. So, uh, but it, it took us a little, realize, a little bit to realize like how helpful those were. But eventually we actually made our way out when, you know, uh, we just let the babies guide our, guide our way out and we found it. But it was, it was a good time. Uh, they had this apple shooter, like this gigantic apple cannon gun that you could shoot. And they had like, uh, uh, old broken down cars you would shoot these apples at you know first it's it's fun fun for the whole family type of stuff so awesome counter yeah, shot his kinda, first gun <laughs> yeah it was kind of it was like a gigantic potato gun but you'd shoot apples okay so. your response don't, and it it is still here it says don't worry he has his shots so oh, there you go <laughs> he does yes very so much they, so. Uh, so they parked they had they had all these like junk cars parked there and stuff they just had like two junk cars that they were so beat up though that when you hit it it didn't like do anything because it just added more dents to all the dents that were already there but you know the concept is fun enough i guess nice uh the best part though was uh they had they're making donuts oh you know being fall they had this fall stuff but they had adam apple cinnamon donuts that were fresh and like warm It that was, was, it was delicious. Chuck's best uh, noise thing that he has done on this podcast. Yeah. It was like eating. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a bucket of deliciousness. So it was a good time. But yeah, love those donuts. Yeah, yeah. So that, donuts. that was going on. Uh, and, and another interesting thing that happened this week was I was actually kind of excited because my wife was actually interested in watching a comic book TV show that was coming out, well, mainly because every time we watched an NFL game, there was like 8,000 commercials for it, and that was uh, Supergirl uh, that was recently debuted. I know the pilot was leaked online months ago, but I kind of held off, and I figured, out oh, I'd wait to see it when it comes on to see their actual legit pilot. And I, I know, Chuck, I think you checked it out as well. I was curious to hear what you thought of the pilot to Supergirl. Well, you want you, so you want me to go first then? 
Uh, uh, if you if you dare, I guess <laughs> I don't know. Pressure's on. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I wasn't particularly <laughs> impressed with it. <laughs> this is a great startup. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that sound effect of a uh, is kind of the reaction I think I get from everyone who, who talks about the show. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's like you uh, it's like you want so bad to find something good about it. But yeah, it's like you don't <laughs> you don't hate it. It wasn't awful, but it was just like yeah, meh. Well, that happened. I guess I'll go through kind of some of the stuff that uh, that bugged me about it. My first complaint is too much too fast. There was so much packed into this episode. Like, I'll throw a little spoiler warning out here, but it's not. I'm not really ruining much. But basically, some of the things they go over, like you know, they cover Krypton, uh, Superman her childhood, her sister, then go to her job. They throw all these other characters in, and there's tons of randomness. And then they throw another character in at the end, at the very end. And it was just like, what is happening? Like, they just covered so much time, and so many things, and so many introductions. It was just, it felt like too much to me. Like, if I think if they simplified the story for at least the pilot episode, I think it would have benefited them greatly. Second, that, that's interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but actually, actually that's kind of interesting because I think that's one thing I, I, I did kind of like about it. Maybe I, I don't disagree that there is maybe a little too much, but I liked how, at least in this, the sound, that I was a little worried that it was the entire first episode was just going to be about her making the decision to become a superhero or not. And like, the, it would be not until the very end to when that decision is made. Yeah. I was, I was kind of glad that didn't happen because I'm like, I felt like we've, we've done that story so many times. Yeah. So often. But like I so I was kind of glad that with before the first commercial break, like that decision was made. So that that was one one thing I did like that I thought it it didn't take too long to get going. Right. But I don't disagree that they covered a lot of things within yeah. like they're they're doing world building. It's like the DC movies trying to catch up with Marvel. It felt like they're just let's let's do everything in this episode yeah. and then we can yeah. <laughs> like if like it felt really rushed to me. Like it, for example, the one scene in particular was when she. Uh, was making her costume like she she just kept like going in her room and then she'd come out with like these totally different things it's like okay how did you get that where did where did that even come from and it was just like really rushed like it was really fast and it's like okay how did you make that where did you even get that from like where did you get the inspiration to take that look like and really i don't know that's just one small thing but First, I thought she was like working at some sort of fashion magazine or fashion location because yeah, it, I, I got a huge impression of like this is similar to uh, De- De- uh, Devil Wears Prada. Like the her yeah, boss is very yeah, much yeah. in the line. So I, I entire time I was thinking that she was in fashion, and that's why I didn't really question that. But then I realized no, she's actually uh, she's just a reporter. Or she works for a newspaper too. So that that was yeah, yeah. I thought like. What really would have worked great for me is if they just kind of focused in on one specific event, like a like a challenge or like a trial of when she was younger. Like, just one specific situation that she was put in that was very trying and tested her metal and grit, so to speak. And I thought something like that like would have been a great pilot episode instead of trying to cover the entire backstory in one episode just give us like a 
a slice out of like a cross section out of her life like give us one yeah. harrowing situation and see how she responds to it. I thought that would have been a great hook to like grab people but is it me or is it, I know this isn't the show's fault because it's kind of the origin of the show but the idea of Supergirl like it's like oh we sent her to protect Clark I'm like why would you send a 13 year old girl to protect a baby it's like <laughs> <I know. laughs> shouldn't we should we send this soldier or this you know this other you know a parent no we'll, we'll send a 13 year old girl it'll be okay it's like wait you're just yeah. putting two people in danger. <laughs> this concept makes no sense. You'd... Why is nobody questioning this logic? Why is no one thinking, maybe this isn't the best idea in the world, that this is the way things are going to work? Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd... I just thought that was kind of funny. It's like, no one's, this is, all right, well, we'll, we'll just go with it. So. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I guess uh, babysitters are highly regarded on Krypton. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You would so. think Jorel would have been like, Shh, go back over there. I'm going. It's like he just hops in the pod. Like, <laughs> you know, we have this technology. Can't we just make a couple more? I know. <laughs> I know. You made two ships. Like, can you just make like three more ships for like your other like family members? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I know that goes back to the. Or, you know, there's a. It's just kind of funny. I just thought that was funny. It's just. Oh, anyways. Yeah. So we we spent all this time preparing you. A thirteen-year-old girl to protect this kid when we could have built two more ships for us. But I, I just feel like that's something like Family Guy would, or something like that would mention. Yeah. Why aren't they really? <laughs> this is the, do they not have spaceships that have two seats? Maybe like like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I guess another thing I'd bring up the the special effects to me were kind of terrible. <laughs> it's, the 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 one shot I thought was looked kind of cool was like when she runs out of the building and you see like the plane like in and off in the distance on fire. Yeah, that, I, I thought that looked good, and then it got closer. I and I liked. And, uh, I actually really liked the uh, the telescopic X ray vision. Yeah, where she looks up into the plane and she sees her sister on it, and you know obviously she's standing on the ground, so she looks up and through the plane. I thought that was pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, but like the. Some of the flying scenes and the fight scenes definitely left something to be desired. Like, yeah, the physics look kind of off. They look yeah. really like the way people would jump. It just like when she was fighting that guy at the construction site or the dock, whatever it was, yeah. and he was like, she got hit into those pipes and stuff, and the way you'd throw her around, it just seemed like choppy, kind of like a video game sort of. Yeah. It wasn't smooth, and then also the scene when she's fighting him by the truck, and she was just kind of like up in the air like it just looked so obvious that she's suspended from wires like it just there's something just seemed off about it it's just like oh yeah she's hanging from a couple wires you can almost like see how she's <laughs> hanging there like by her yeah <laughs> by her harness or something it was just yeah it was pretty awful like and i mean i'm used to seeing tv graphics like watching the flash and stuff but the the flash speed effects are pretty awesome um, I will give them that. Some of the other things are, aren't always so great, but the speed effects are pretty awesome. So, I don't know. I, that was that kind of left me a little puzzled. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I thought, like, the again, the plane sequence looked pretty good for the most part. But yeah. once you got into, like, the, the physics of her flying and the back and forth, it wasn't all that great. And I think my issue, too, may, which may go along with what you were saying if you're going so fast, was that, like, her character, too, just felt really inconsistent. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Consistent. Like, I, I couldn't figure out, like, you know, at one point she's like, I'm going to, you know, she's going to be, she's like just super determined, won't let anything stop her. And then she's not like that anymore. And she's more like self-doubt. I mean, I just, I couldn't figure out like where exactly do they want this character to go. Um, but I, I do think, you know, for a pilot, it has those elements. And I think a lot of those are fixable for sure. I thought, honestly, like if I were to compare this to the pilot for Arrow, I think I actually ended up liking it a little bit more. But what's weird, though, it, it feels more CW-ish than the actual superhero shows on the CW. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just has that vibe. And not to get into this conversation, but I did, I ended up going on IMDb and I was like, okay, who's like writing this show? Who's being part of the show? Who's producing it? And there's like all, it's all guys. It's all guys. And I, and I think it's kind of evident too, because I don't feel like they can, not that you, a guy can't write a strong female character because that, that's been done before or, or vice versa, but it just, it doesn't seem like, Maybe for this, they, they could have used someone else. I don't know. It just doesn't, it, like her talking and her character feels like what a middle aged guy thinks a girl that age acts like today. You yeah, know, that's a good point. It doesn't seem very authentic to me. Cause I was, and I, I was gonna bring up something like that too. Like she really came off like a, like an overly energetic but self doubting teeny bopper kind of. Yeah. It was just kind of annoying at times because it was just like too over the top. Like, okay. And as, as sad as this is, I do know this actress because she was on Glee and my wife watched Glee. So I inherently watched a few episodes and she's, you know, legit. She's pretty good. She's a rather good singer. And I was actually talking to my wife about this. I'm like, if they ever did like a CW or a DC musical, they have like a lot of talent on their hands because they have her. They have the actor who's the Flash uh, and the the guy who's the cop for the Flash. He was in Rent. He's a, he's a great singer too. Yeah. So they have all this musical th- theater talent you know, that's making up their universe, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the but new fifty two, uh, the new fifty two musical, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> one day, one day, but. I think I'll, I will try another episode. I am, I am glad it, the ratings were like insane. It was like one of the, it was the biggest debut for a TV, for a comic book TV show ever. It beat, it was like 13 million people. It beat the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. record, which is like 12 million, which I think is good. I think that's overall a, a great to see that, especially for a female driven character for a superhero show. And hopefully Marvel and DC will look at that and say, Hey, this can happen that we have Jessica Jones coming out. And I think that's probably going to make this look really not nearly as good because it's probably be, it'll probably be so much better, uh, but I'm going to give it another episode. You know, it's, it's a pilot. So pilots tend to very rarely our pilots are really good. So I, uh, I have hope, but I'm, I'm most likely going to be just one thing I binge watch once it all comes out. So I don't know. Do you, you think you'll stick with it for next week? Yeah, I'll definitely give it a chance. Like I said, I, I wasn't totally sold on 
Melissa Benoist, but I guess like it might take her a few episodes to get settled into that role, so I'll definitely give it a few more and you know, if by episode four like it's I'm still not crazy about it, then maybe I'll abandon it. But there's there's something else I wanted to mention, a couple other things maybe. Go right ahead. I, I really did not like the Jimmy Olsen character just because like it felt like they completely changed the core of that character. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, he's athletic and confident now. And I'm like, he gives life advice and he's muscular and like, he just, and then he also kind of seems too old, you know, to be like a Jimmy Olsen character. Like, it just didn't work at all for me. Like, you know, that's not what I think of when I think of Jimmy Olsen. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think of sort of like a uh, a younger kid, like a someone that, f- you know, follows you around like a tail, sort of. Like, he wants to be in on the action. Not someone that's, like, kind of, you know, brooding and confident and, like, definitely Gee, can Wilker, handle himself. Chuck, do you want him to be like this? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I not to that yeah, extreme, I, I can, but more on that side. Yeah, know, but I, 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 I was getting where you were going with it. Yeah, I can see like why that if you're you know a traditionalist or like someone who likes that character, well, why do you be turned off by like their interpretation, which is you know a complete 180 from it? I guess the way I kind of look at it too is you know maybe this guy was that way you know when Superman first came out because I think it's pretty evident in this universe that Superman's been around for. A good while, at least maybe ten, a decade or so, maybe. It's hard to tell, con- con- considering. I, I, my thought process with it is probably that they wanted some way to connect it to Superman, which I find that each time they bring him up, they have to come up with a different way to say his name because they can't say Superman. Which yeah, I was going to comment on that, too. They they never actually said Superman. Yeah, the big guy or my cousin. It's just like, yeah. what? I don't. It's so stupid. I don't know if it's a legality, legal thing, or what have you. But it's just, it's ridiculous. It's I like, think, oh, I don't know who they're talking about. So who could they possibly be talking about? I think they might have said Kal El in the beginning. Yeah, possibly, but they never said Superman. Yeah, you're right. But for me, I actually like the character as the character. Maybe not compared to what you expect as Jimmy Olsen, but I, I don't know. I like the actor. He was in True Blood for a while, and uh, I, I find him, I found him compelling compared. To, Unlike nearly every other side character in this, I found her boss way way too cartoonish, and it felt like she was just trying to be uh, Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada, but ne- not nearly as good. Her other friend was just again felt very cliche. I, I'm interested in seeing where it goes, like him kind of flipping that character on its head and making him more the the opposite of what he is to Superman. And I think it kind of makes sense if you look at it that way, where it's like you, you know Superman brought him along, and now he's you know, bringing Supergirl along, you know, to, to maturity, you know, is it, is it against everything that character was? Yeah. But I, I just wonder if you had Jimmy Olsen as a character, could you do much with him? Maybe they should have just created a character though. That in itself might've been an issue, but I don't know. I, I, I get why people are upset, but I, I don't really mind it at all. Well, that's why I was kind of thinking like that other character, I forget his name, but the, the IT tech was, um, it seems like sort of repetitive, like that they have both of those guys there. Like I, I, th- I felt like if they had one of them, uh, just keep one of them, that would be sufficient. Yeah. So now you have these two, these two guys that are, you know, the one obviously 
kind of has a crush on her, and she kind of has a crush on the other one, so I guess they're trying to play like a love triangle type thing. Maybe they'll develop that. I don't know, but... I did think it was funny, though, that, like, she... It took her, what, 15 minutes to reveal her secret identity? I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm just going to start telling people. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, you can't, like, you can't give it a day. <laughs> She's so worried about it. She's so worried that, like, yeah. you know, people have these photos of her. And then immediately on a roof, that's n- not the highest building. So people can see you down if they're looking yeah. out their window. So <laughs> I did not think that through at all. I feel like a lot of people would actually behave that way if it happened to them. <laughs> they'd be like i gotta tell they'd like put it on facebook they'd be like (laughs) (laughs) they'd be checking in on you know underneath the airplane on their phone (laughs) (laughs) they take a selfie like oh so so glad to be a superhero right now like what yeah (laughs) very true i know but uh yeah and also did thing like logically the thing with jimmy olsen doesn't make too much sense that that he's sort of uh, bringing her along or guiding her because it's like it's it's superman's cousin like don't you want to come and talk to her at all like <laughs> yeah they yeah. kind of make it seem like they haven't spoken in years or something it's like you know they don't refer to him like he's very close or anything at all uh it doesn't seem like she really looks up to him a whole lot you know obviously she respects him but it's like wouldn't superman come and make sure that his sis his uh cousin's being sort of uh, brought up with the right ideals and values and stuff instead of sending this random uh, photographer from a newspaper to kind of like look after her. it's like you know it, it would take you I got stuff to do can you just you know just hang out with her for a while it would literally take you like one second to fly to where she is and just be like so hey how's it going you know i heard you fight this you know really tough guy from the phantom zone are you okay yeah great job you did great keep it up i right, see you later and like one second to fly back to metropolis like yeah. i don't know i guess that's stuff that they can't really do much about but superman's got uh, yeah, shit to a... do chuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> lois lane is very demanding you know oh, yeah. she's got she's she got expectations i that, i guess that's a, that's the inherent danger of that like ha- in introducing her to this but i am interested to see if like they're gonna pull in because the it does seem based upon the setup that they clearly are diverging from, I think, I don't know much about Supergirl's or- origin. I know it's been changed a bunch, like with the, you know, the monster of the week that they have set up and, and whatnot. But I, that's my also, my other worry with it is that it just feels like it's going to be a, a very straight procedural that just going to be, you know, the same thing every week. That's because CBS is kind of notorious for doing that. So I'm, I don't know. I'm worried about a consistent villain as well. Like, you know, Flash had Harrison Wells, which was a great villain the whole first season. Uh, you know, Arrow specifically season two, you look at Slade Wilson, that was a great season-long villain. I mean, that made for some great episodes. Um, it's a little tougher when you're doing the, you know, the freak-a-week approach like Smallville did. And, you know, it's it's harder. It's easier to jump on, but it's also harder to sustain and like keep people's attention so yeah. i guess it's a slippery slope but freak a week that's a way to go with it yeah like that freak a week yeah yeah <laughs> it's a you know <laughs> could be someone with bad date or with a, a bad dating regimen or something like that. <laughs> but yeah so i guess lukewarm responses all around for this so greg get, get excited to check it out i guess oh yeah <laughs> i am yeah so i would say hold off honestly Just... I, I will say i liked it much better than gotham's pilot though and Gotham's uh, yeah, first Yeah, I don't episodes. disagree with that. I do think it's better than Gotham. So, 
Which I've heard Gotham has gotten a lot better. So actually, I'm going to have to recheck it out because I've heard it's gotten a lot better. So I don't know. I'd be here curious to say, you can be the guinea pig. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still holding off. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> awesome. But uh, Greg, I'm hoping you can you can bring us back around because I know you've been reading something regarding some classic characters. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe your review is a little bit more positive than ours. Fortunately, probably not. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I am so sorry. So sorry. So sorry. That was kind of racist. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I, I read a book that I got from uh, Baltimore Comic Con for a really nice price. It was only 10 bucks, and it's this really nicely done uh, hardcover. Put together very nicely, I should say. But I have read uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 25th Anniversary. And uh, the stories. Very uh, lackluster. I, I I haven't read any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff before. Uh, this would be my first time reading it because I, I was a 90s cartoon kind of kid. So this is the first actual comic stuff that I've read from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it was kind of very lackluster on really? story. There wasn't any... They were very, very, very simple stories. There wasn't anything really behind them. It was just a collection of stories that I believe it was Eastman really liked and put together. So are these like classic stories that came out like years ago or these like uh, newer stories that he created? Uh, I think it's a combination of both. And I, and the only one that I found really intriguing was the appearance of Casey Jones into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle worlds, which I found kind of interesting, but it, it was, it was also fell to a very simple story, just happenstance of meeting happenstance of the whole thing going on. And Casey Jones is definitely different than uh, the movie persona that, that we got. It was just different, I guess, than what I expected. I don't care for Eastman and Lard artwork either. It's, I don't know. I, I just found it sloppy. It's not in the style I like, I guess. I, I don't really know. Uh, is it black and white? Is it like the classic or is this? Is this, it this, they had some color. They had some black and white stories. So it was a little combination of both. But apparently they were uh, black and white. Um, and they were colored for this book. It, it was just a, a tough read for me, I guess. Uh, I kind of had to struggle with it because the stories were so simple that there wasn't a lot for me to get interested in. The stories could get kind of goofy. The, it wasn't goofy really for me in a fun way, I guess you would say. Um, it, it just all really fell flat for me for the most part. But the I, the most disturbing thing about uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in comics form is their tails. Their tails were so creepy because it looks like penises all the time. <laughs> I swear, the front on the front cover they have coming down the side is like Leonardo kind of like jumping in in midair, and it looks like he has like his little donger coming out the bottom of him. There, it's just since I've noticed it, it's what my eye instantly keeps going to anymore. It's like a train wreck. 
it's <laughs> so so that's also a giant like what the hell turn off for me so it it it, it was it's just weird i guess <laughs> Interesting. I I, uh, I have never read any of that stuff, but I, I have read the ID like the new updated IDW series. Who uh, like TFG one Mike from Geekcast Reader talks about all the time. I'm like episode episode geez, I'm in like issue 35, and that that took a little bit to get going. Like it was probably not until like the 15 issue that I really started getting into it. So you, you may want to check that out. Just be warned that it, it takes a little bit to get used to. But I did find that a very good updated version of it, and like that was the first time I myself read any comic book version of the turtles and uh it's i I like the they have a kind of an intriguing twist on them in regarding like the past of the turtles and how it affects their future the present of them and it's which i thought was a a, a cool way to kind of explain their different abilities and stuff better than you know them watching a video in the movie or whatever they did have you watched have you read any classic turtle stuff chuck i thought i remember you talked about one way back when if i'm not mistaken yeah i read uh some of the original issues, like the first few issues that Eastman and Laird ever did, I was I was highly impressed with those. Uh, they were like, I think I got through like maybe the first four issues or something like that. I really really liked those. That's kind of where the f- the original uh, movie came from. Um, okay. Those stories, but I think once they got past those storylines, I think it got into the little goofy stuff like Greg was talking about. Like they start yeah. going into outer space and other dimensions and stuff. And yeah. yeah. The IDW series does get kind of goofy too, but it's, I think it's, it's fun enough. I would say it's not like groundbreakingly amazing, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. I, I think they're at their best when they stick to like the, the shredder stories for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Well, hopefully we will have some better things to talk about as we get into what are our most favorite games, fact or fiction. But we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a bit. So let's say you're looking for a podcast of your favorite 80s comic books, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, He-Man, etc. Where are you going to go to find us? Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. That's right, everybody. We're the Star Joes. We host a podcast called Star Joe's Podcast, where we talk about your favorite comic books, your favorite toys of all the 80s properties. Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, Thundercats, Voltron, you name it, we cover it. If it's in the 80s, we will we'll cover it at some point. Yeah, so what you want to do to find us, you can go to iTunes, you can go to www.starjoes.com. And remember... The Force will be with you, because knowing us is half the battle. It's Showtime Synergy. The latest review podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network is here. So join TFG1 Mike, Nicole Hailstorm, and myself, Lady Wreck, as we will be reviewing all 65 episodes of Joe and the Holograms in a 25-episode-long podcast. You can find Showtime Synergy on iTunes and GeekCastRadio.com. We are the truly outrageous podcast that you want to be listening to. Get down, damn, jumping rag, rag, no, no. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tonight, from the hottest actress in Game of Thrones, to the best worst movie ever shown. Back to fiction. 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 All right, and welcome back. Yes, today we are playing one of our favorite games, fact or fiction. It's pretty straightforward. We're going to say a different type of, we're going to say a statement, and then we're going to give our opinion on if that statement is, in fact, fact, or if it is, uh, or if it is, in fact, fiction. If Exactly, or if it is, in fact, fiction. Man, my words are not working for my mouth today. It's a like a word jumble of Blahness. I see. I can't even correctly come up without saying to say how I can't talk. So it's just been, it's been crappy. Anyways, all right. So we'll be tossing different things around. Uh, anyone uh, want to? Uh, Greg, did you have any that you wanted to toss out first? Uh sure. Fact or fiction, guys? Villains make the hero. Chuck, you want to handle that first? Hmm. Um. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say fiction, be- just to go because I think I know where Dan's going. But I'm just gonna say fiction because I th- I think sometimes if you have a hero that's written well enough, um, I think he could uh, sort of define himself and make uh, make for some great stories. Although it does pull it down if you have some bad villains, but I think uh, I think if it's written well enough, you could have some really great uh, hero stories. Oh yes, I will. I'll go the opposite. I'll say fact because if you look, I think if you look at the greatest superheroes, at least the ones that are the the, the best superhero stories, they tend to be the biggest focus on the villain, or at least have a an interesting villain at, at the crux of it in some way. So I, I do think without great villains, uh, you you can't really have a, a great superhero. I mean, that's maybe why Batman's such a great character is that he has so many villains to play with. Same thing with Spider Man, but then you look at someone like Incredible Hulk. Who's a good character, but who gets hurt because he doesn't have really great villains or archetypes. So, and you know, look at something like Dark Knight, the best comic book movie ever, which is most of the focus was on the villain because ten- they tend to be the most compelling characters. Because most most superheroes, in some ways, are pretty consistent. There's some there's some exceptions to that, but it's the villains that kind of I think allow for growth and allow for them to. You know, be challenged. So I'll I'll say fact. Yeah, let it be known. I totally agree with Dan. But I was just trying. <laughs> I was trying to go the other side of the coin because I knew what he was going to say, but it didn't didn't work out so well. <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with you guys that a uh, good villain definitely does uh, bring up uh, a hero. And I liked your example uh, use of Batman. He does have one of the the best rogues gallery around, uh, especially with the Joker, I think, uh, leading that rogues gallery. But even if you had Batman by himself, still, he, he would still have some great stories and everything. Um, 
but if you have somebody like the Punisher who it's like all mobsters, like no name for the most part, except for maybe like Jigsaw, it, it does get kind of boring and a little bit repetitive, if you ask me. All right, good to know. Uh, Chuck, do you have one? Uh, yes, I'll I'll use Greg's uh, nice segue here. <laughs> My statement is uh, John Bernthal's Punisher in season two of Daredevil will be the best version of the character to date. Factor <laughs> good, good, perfect. Uh, I guess I'll go first with this one. Oh, man, I really like Thomas Jane as the Punisher. I, I don't know if that's sacrilegious or what have you. Uh, and I like John Bernthal. I think he's a good actor, but I think he can overact, especially in Walking Dead at times. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with fiction. I'm gonna go and say it'll maybe be the most successful, but I don't know if it'll be the best version of the character. So I'll go fiction. Greg, uh, yeah, I I also like Thomas Jane as the Punisher. I think he was definitely uh, uh, the best Punisher out there. <sighs> But I, I kind of agree with Dan's statement there at the end that um, it's it's going to be the the latest best version. I don't think it's going to be the best of all time, but I think it's going to be the latest best version. So better than uh, who's the last guy that was Punisher? Uh, uh, Ray Stevens. Ray Stevenson. Uh, or Stevenson, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah his uh, he he did a good. Uh, portrayal of the berserk kind of crazy punisher but he, he did an admirable job admirable job yeah i i think it's more of the how they developed that character if thomas jane had a, a good version of punisher where it was a, a thinking punisher that's the version of punisher that i i really enjoy especially how he went about his business in that that particular movie so I... yeah he was he was getting all emotional about it <laughs> he was very dark and brooding me. yeah made you kill your family or sorry I don't <laughs> yeah made you kill your best friend yeah i i uh i gotta agree with you guys i don't think it'll be the best per se um i think it'll be great for what they're doing i think it'll it'll work within that universe and it'll work well with daredevil but um I think I'll still keep uh, the Thomas Jane version very, very near and dear to my heart. I will say it's probably going to be the best use of the Punisher because I do think the Punisher is best when he is uh, not maybe the main focus, but a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, like I think like him and his relationship with Daredevil could be really interesting. So uh, if you know the actor, per, you know the specific actor, maybe not, but maybe the character itself, how it's written and how it's used, I. I'm thinking it probably will be. So, hopefully. Yeah, he was always really good in those stories where it was uh, Spider-Man, Daredevil, and the Punisher, and Daredevil and Spider-Man are constantly trying to keep uh, Punisher calm down and uh, interesting storylines, in- interesting interactions with the characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was reading uh, most recently. I'm trying to catch up with all the Secret War stuff, and I was reading Universal End, which is like the end of the Ultimate Universe. And the the Punisher for the Ultimate Universe and the Punisher from Six One Six Meet and it was it was it was all right. That comic itself is pretty awful though. I, I would not recommend it. It's, it's not one of the side issues for Secret Secret Wars. I would say you should pick up. There are a few, but not that one. All right, uh, let's. What else? I have one here. It is by the time this comes out, Halloween has already come and passed. But with it, you know, around that time, there's a lot of great Halloween candy. 
but fact or fiction, candy corn is completely uneditable. Oh, fact. Fact. <laughs> fact. Fact. That is the grossest stuff. The grossest candy on this planet. Grossest. Come and on. that's even that's Seriously? even like yes, that's even with like chocolate covered uh insects. I would oh. rather eat one of those than You don't eat. know how to live, man. Oh my god, what they're a, so even the pumpkins? Disgusting. Even the pumpkins? You mean the pumpkin candy corn ones? Those yeah. are also disgusting. The pumpkin <laughs> ones are a little too sickish, but the the candy corn, <laughs> they're a little bit too much. But uh, I like the candy corns. I don't know; it's not yeah. my favorite, but you know. I I have not had it in a long time, but I remember liking it a lot. But I I always remember like Louis Louis not Louis C K, but uh, Louis Black's bit on candy corn. He's like, all the candy corn that was made was made twenty years ago. <laughs> It's the same stuff that keeping him back. I, I never I produced can't. anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I used to like I'd... to stick it, uh, stick two of them on my incisors and pretend they're fangs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to. I did you do that within this week? Uh, yeah, it was last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, just this week I bought a bag of Reese's and a bag of Kit Kats because they're like my two favorites. So I've kind of been munching on them all week. Much better choices. Much better yes. choices. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, Greg, do you have any other ones? Um, let's see. Uh... Uh, fact or fiction, Freddy Krueger is the creepiest, would be the creepiest real life horror villain. Ooh. Man. So like he would, but he would have all his like powers he does in the movie. Yes, it's just him brought into the real world, and he does rape children. So keep that in mind. That is also very creepy. <laughs> Man, so he's got that going. Technically, in the original, like it was, you know, you didn't know for sure if it happened or not. Yeah, but he totally uh, did. <laughs> Guilty until I guess. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend Freddy Krueger. Kind of uh, I don't know, Chuck. What do you think? I think he's definitely a candidate. Uh, I don't know. I, can can he be killed? Have we established that he can't be killed? I, I don't think he can be. And if he is, he comes back. He's like a, a superhero in a comic book. There there have been like different things. Like, you know, there's like the Dream Warriors and stuff like that. I mean, by the end of each movie, he's usually taken care of in some way. So I think he can be taken care of just like any other supervillain. But, you know, it. Or super, you know, a horror villain. I mean, if we go, uh, if we go with canon films like, uh, you know, Freddy versus Jason, <laughs> we have, you know, Jason chopped his head off and he's still kind of alive. He kind of opens his eyes or whatever. I hope I didn't spoil the end of that movie for anyone. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> which which eight? Which one? The, the you know Jason eighteen or. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason 9, Revenge of the Machete. Turtle dick. <laughs> telling you, I'm obsessed oh. with that. It's what's constantly running through my mind anymore. <laughs> you're going to be yelling turtle dick in your sleep. <laughs> your mom's going to be like, what the? <laughs> turtle dick. Turtle, tur- no, get the turtle dick out of my face. But I don't know. I'm trying to. I want to think of a creepier character. You have, like, uh, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, some of the ghost characters from, like, Paranormal Activity. You know, you could think of even something, something like the Xenomorph from Alien. You know, the little creepy man. dude from Saw. 
Yeah, the creepy dude from Saw. He was kind of just like a regular dude, but... How about Mothman, Greg, huh? Oh my god, Mothman creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Mothman it. Prophecies is the scariest movie of all time for me. <laughs> oh. I, I was telling that to somebody at work because they've never seen it, and I was telling them your reaction to it and that one episode where you wouldn't even talk about it you got up and left <laughs> yeah they were like wow really i need to watch that <laughs> it it creeps me the hell out i was having so much trouble the one halloween that we watched that driving back to my house coming down snake road in the middle of freaking nowhere like oh <laughs> yeah because it's yeah it's kind of the similar setting to the movie i'm i don't know freddy krueger's definitely creepy but some of those movies are so freaking corny. Like yeah, by by like the fourth one, it gets kind of comedic. Like, on the purpose, one where he's yeah. like a yeah, the one where it was like a video game and he's like bouncing around off the ceiling. I'm like, really? <laughs> but yeah, by like Dream just, Warriors, ugh. they kind of went the corny route. But. I I gotta go Mothman. I I think fiction. I think Mothman would be the creepiest. Uh. See, I I will say fact because yeah, like if you look at the where it kind of devolves to, but his first movie, he was rather creepy and. Like just the idea of that, if that character could be real, because you can't fall asleep. Like it's like that. Like it's not someone you can kind of protect yourself from. You know, it's something. It's you, know, you just have to stay up. Unless you're Charles can. Xavier. True. True. Yeah. That. <laughs> that. I. I still want to see that though. Like putting like Wolverine in like a horror film. Just be like. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason and be like, and this is. Jason versus Wolverine, and it's like five minutes long. It's like, yeah, that was that did not. He just kind of killed him. Yeah, he'd be like, "Hey, Freddy, you call those claws?" Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, packs so him I'll, up in thirty pieces. I'll, plus, you know, being he's a creepy looking dude, and you know his past is like Greg mentioned a little little creepy. So I'll go. I'll go fact. Greg, you going with Mothman? Yeah, I'm going with Mothman. I forgot. I, for, I, for, I, I, I literally forgot about Mothman. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I could just feel it. Uh, yes, uh, just, yes. Just start thinking of turtle dicks. Just start thinking. Of that's turtle what dicks. I'm going to have to. That's the that's the kryptonite for Mothman. That's how you we're we're going to have to put the fo- I'll put the photo on Facebook because <laughs> Greg showed us and it lo- it is like there's no denying it. It's just, <laughs> It's just, it's just right there in all of its glory. You can't argue with Turtle Dick. Yeah, just to behold it. It's just, I just you know. You just need to add one little line for the slit. That's all you need to do. And oh, it's just right gosh. there. It's just, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Did not ex- expect that to happen today. But, uh, Chuck, why do you try to get us out of this hole? And uh, what is your next Factor Fiction? Um, I'm going to keep going with the Halloween theme. Halloween movie theme as well. Um, Factor fiction: the original Halloween featuring Michael Myers is the best Halloween movie of the series, or just like horror of, movie in, in general. In general, like Halloween themed movies, not necessarily horror, but actual Halloween movies that are set in and around oh. Halloween time. Man, I'm trying to think of other Halloween movies is is that bad? I. I think it's I think it's true. I think it's fact because that's a it's a great movie, the the original at least. It's I can't really think. I really like Trick or Treat, which was that it's like that uh, uh, film that came out a few years ago, like real I don't mean like a decade ago. It, that, that's pretty good. But oh, I, I, I want to see that. Yeah, I haven't gotten to see that. The guy with the big pumpkin head. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one's it's a little goofy too, but yeah, the original Halloween is is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I feel like they ruined it by, you know 
kind of like all the other ones when they kept making sequels they just kind of ruined it yeah and then they remade it with with rob zombie's awful movie which is awful don't watch it because so. you i mean you had this I like great rob story zombie. i like rob zombie his movies are pathetically bad oh <laughs> the house of a thousand corpses is kind of neat that movie freaks the crap out of me. It's <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, it's been a while. I always look a lot younger when I watched it, but I remember just like this is this is kind of disgustingly gory, and I'm a young kid. Ah, this, that was the sound effect I made. <laughs> uh, I uh, I just recently saw Silence of the Lambs for the first time, believe it or not. But that's that's also a very good movie. Um, I still haven't seen that. Which isn't a Halloween the movie though per se. It doesn't really take place around Halloween, but it kind of, kind of is. It takes place in Baltimore, so you got that going for you. Yeah, it. absolutely. Um, <laughs> Greg, do you agree, or have you? I'm guessing maybe you have not seen Halloween. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's 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 all right. Um, uh, I kind of like Sleepaway Camp. That was really weird. Um, but if I was going to go for a Halloween movie, I'm going to go a little bit more. Um, Comedy, fun, family hocus movie. Pocus. Yes, I'm going hocus pocus. Chuck, ah! good job. <laughs> nice. What about Casper? Casper's a no. Good, Casper, a good. no. Sorry. Was Christina Ricci when she was a kid? Yeah. I was. I was. No. If you're gonna go Christina Ricci when she's a kid, you go Adam's Family, of course. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She was a freaky in that. But she's a little freaky, so there you go. Was that seriously your answer, Hocus Pocus? Yes, Hocus Pocus is seriously my answer. That is a good movie. And I just realized recently, too, or I read recently, that uh, the the kid that... Whoops. Um, I just just read recently that the kid that played Binks the cat Uh was actually uh, uh, McGee on NCIS. Really? When he's older. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize that. That's an awesome fun fact, Chuck. Thank you. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, mine's not Halloween themed, but it's actually. Unfortunately, we didn't talk about the new Star Wars trailer that came out, uh, but it's been such a while and people have been talking about it. But one thing people were mentioning is that there's a not much talk. There's not much shown for Luke Skywalker. So my question for you is: Fact or fiction? Luke Skywalker will actually be a villain in Episode Seven. Ooh, that would be so sweet. I had a similar question. Mine was slightly different, though. But uh, I guess I'll go first. I'm going to say fiction. Uh, I don't think he'll be the bad guy. I know there was some footage that came out with... uh, It was like back in the day where uh, Luke Skywalker... uh, You know, they had plans for him to become a bad guy. uh, Or at least Mark Hamill did. He thought it would be a really good idea. Um I don't think they'll bring that to this. I think it would be more likely if it was actually uh, like Luke Skywalker's son. That's that's sort of the angle I was thinking. Um, hmm. And somebody had a good point that I read. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The other day, they said Star Wars is a Skywalker story. 
it always has been about the Skywalkers. So if you if you believe that, then you know this is going to continue that trend. Um, I don't know. I think it would be more likely to be like uh, to be Luke's son, sort of trying to pick up where his grandfather left off or something, and you know. I, I don't know. I don't really have anything to base that on, but it just sounded cool in my head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hey, I've I've heard I've heard people other other people say that. Uh, Greg, do you think there's any chance Luke is a villain in episode? Seven? Yeah, there, there could be, but uh, I kind of doubt it. I, I think they they need to bring in the nostalgia kind of feel, so they're definitely going to have him as a villain or not a villain uh, as a hero to make everybody happy from back in the day and everything. So I think they just stick with him being a hero and have everybody back together and everybody all happy uh, together and just having the the kids come in and kind of quarreling and stuff. See, I, I'm going to go with fact in the sense maybe that, this is my guess, is that maybe he does something in Episode 7 that makes people think he's a villain and he ends up actually getting killed or something like that. But then, you know, it's later revealed that he's his secret plan all along or something like that. So I think... I'm going to go with fact. I think he is going to be at least more hero or more villain than hero in, in the next Star Wars movie. But just a, just a hunch, just a guess. So I will I will add that he is so far uh, credited with being in Episode Eight as well. Oh, well there you go. Um, so we could be a Star Wars ghost. Yeah. So possibly. Yeah. Maybe. I do think one of the big three is going to die though. Between him, yeah. uh, Han, and Leia, I think one of them will probably die. See, my guess is Chewie. Yeah, that could be too. All right. Uh, Greg, you got any more? Uh, no, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Chuck, how about you? Um, yeah, I got a couple more. Let's see. Um, uh, this one I'm not sure if you'll have heard about, but uh, maybe. Um, Factor Fiction... You will be purchasing the Marvel Phase 2 Blu-ray box set, complete with the Orb and Power Stone from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, for me, that's fiction, because I'm really not buying any Blu-rays anymore, unfortunately. So <laughs> I will, uh, I'll go with fiction. If anything, I'll wait till like, it all comes out in one ginormous, like, I don't know. I, anyways, no, I'll just go with fiction, I since I'm not really buying Blu-rays. Okay. Um, I'm also going to go with fiction, because... I've just been buying the singles as they come out, and I don't feel like buying uh, multiple copies of something. <laughs> come on, it's not tempting to have your own Power Stone to go with your Tesseract from the Phase 1 box set. If it, if it was legitimately in work, yeah, I would definitely <laughs> buy it. So. Are you getting, do you think you'll per- pick it up? Um, I'm thinking about it. I'm just, I'm not sure. Like, the price is just way too high. How much are they selling it for? Um... I'm seeing it for, uh, I think it's like over two fifty. Oof, yeah, that's definitely not happening. Um, and even the Phase One set, it's only down to like one fifty. So, I'm like, honestly, I could probably find the, the single Blu-rays, like all of them for like sixty bucks. <laughs> I, I, I picked, I picked up uh, in a set. It was all the three Iron Man. Uh, for like it was ten, fifteen bucks. It was on sale, so yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Like the with the well, phase one and two together, you know, maybe like it would be less than the cost of one of them. You know, maybe like a buck twenty, buck thirty. 
So, I mean, it's it's cool. It's a novelty thing. You know, you get a nice uh, sort of uh, hard steel briefcase that looks like a shield case, and you flip it open, and there's all these, uh, you know, files in there, and they have data on all the characters. They have, like, each character has, like, a file folder with, like, stuff in there. I was watching some uh, unboxing videos online and stuff. It's actually pretty cool, um, but I... I just don't think it's worth all that extra money, you know? Yeah. yeah. I got to save up my money for Funko Pop figures. Like the, <laughs> yes, like you're the, in desperate need of more of those. Yes, like yeah. my Sand Trooper and, <laughs> and Dubak uh, from Walmart exclusive. Now, have you got any? Are those Episode 7 ones? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just Sand Trooper and Dubak from, uh, okay. from Episode 4. All right. Well, I have another fall-related factor fiction. Uh, with you know, there's a lot of commotion over pumpkin spice, but fact or fiction, apple cider is where it's at. Pumpkin spice is overrated. Fact. That's all we have. We have apple cider at my house. My mom just made an apple pie, and then we just have regular apples that we get, bite into and just devour. Are you uh, are you a fan of the apple cider, Chuck? Um, I do like apple cider, but I'm going to answer fiction to your question because. Um, when it comes to fall, pumpkin is the king. Yeah. Pumpkin is awesome. I'm obsessed <laughs> with pumpkins. I'm obsessed with jack-o'-lanterns and stuff like that. I don't know why. I just, uh, my wife, I'm not a huge pumpkin fan, but my wife made for, uh, we had this bake sale for, for work and my wife made this, they're called, um, melt in your mouth pumpkin cookies and they are delicious. It's like a, right in between like a cake and a cookie. And like with this icing on it, it was it was a good time. But I I am I man I got a soft spot for apple cider. Uh, I actually really missed this place growing up uh, called Northups that would like it was pure apple cider. You know it was organic before organic was a thing. It came right from the apples. It was it was delicious. Unpasteurized but, uh, probably. Yeah, it was, un- it was unpasteurized, which I'm pretty sure is illegal now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I. I but I, I I do enjoy myself some good good apple cider. I'm, I've never been a pumpkin spice fan. It, it never been a thing. Pumpkins I love. I love you know good pumpkin pie. But the the spice is a little bit you know I could I could deal without. Nice. All right, Chuck. Any more? Um, I'll do one last. We'll do one last Halloween one since we're getting in the spirit here. This will be a costume related question. We'll have a little nostalgia here. Uh, fact or fiction? At least once in your life, you were Batman for Halloween. Uh, Greg, were you ever Batman? Unfortunately, fiction. I was actually... You guys are going to laugh at this since you know I don't like the character that much. I was actually Super Baby when I was a little baby boy. <laughs> I still have the little Super Baby bib around somewhere. <laughs> uh, you mean you still wear fi- it? Or you st- <laughs> <laughs> it won't fit around my neck, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, it's It's fiction for me, too. I've never was... I think I was ever a superhero. I was like a ninja. I was, I was like a knight one year. Uh, 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 army guy. I think I my, my go to was army guy just because that way I can get toy guns that I could play with. My <laughs> like my, my entire Halloween costume I would plan on it was just to find what type of toys I could get for afterwards. So that <laughs> was usually my plan. Uh, nice. Though my son will be Batman for Halloween. Thanks to Greg who got us a costume. Woot so. woot. I think part of that's because the superhero costumes are more prevalent nowadays than they were when we were kids. Like, yeah, um, 
It was well, you could wear like that action that, heroes and stuff. The then. plastic one where you could stick your finger, or stick your tongue in the little uh, slit and cut your uh, tongue on the little plastic <laughs> slit. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Venture yeah. Brothers. Some of those, <laughs> I remember some of the old masks. They were pretty terrible, and then they would like. You know, they're like rotting in your basement the entire year, and you put them on, and they stink and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can honestly say I was Batman one year when I was uh, in elementary school. I forget what grade it was, but um, I did get to be Batman one year. That was pretty cool. I think I was like one of the coolest ones I remember was like first grade. I got to be uh, Leonardo, the Ninja Turtle. Nice, nice. That was pretty awesome. Um, I got to be a ninja. And then I had some made-up costumes because, like, uh, I guess I, my mom didn't really want to buy one or something like that. <laughs> um, I was like, I had like, I was the ma- I was the ghost of Zorro one year, which is basically <laughs> like a, a white sheet um, over me with a, a Zorro mask and a black hat <laughs> and a cape, and I just got this like toy sword or something. It was completely a random costume. I, I um, was a ghost uh, the one year, and it was just a bed sheet with holes in it, and I looked like a member of the KKK. I'm sorry, all <laughs> African Americans. Or like, I thought you were going to say a Charlie Brown costume because that's like something they would wear. <laughs> no, I looked like a member of the KKK. I feel really bad about it to this day. <laughs> they did not think that one out enough. Uh, yeah, I, I remember. I remember trick or treating as a kid. That was great. Like, I remember. Uh, the one year, actually, my grandfather kind of went with me because I lived in the country. We couldn't just walk door to door. Like, it was actually like a mile to the next house. <laughs> so you would actually have to, like, my parents would drive me around. Like, we would get in the car or the truck or whatever, and we would drive to, like, all these houses of people that we knew. And uh, it was always a ton of fun. I always got a bunch of candy because those people didn't get a lot of trick-or-treaters. So it was like you got more which was pretty great. Like, you just didn't get a couple of pieces. You got, like, a huge handful. And uh, I remember my grandfather went with me the one year, and he dressed up, too. And uh, that just made it so much more fun. And What you know, did, what did he dress time. up as? He dressed up as um, an old lady. <laughs> with a, with a, with a giant awesome. butt. He had a... He took, he, <laughs> I know, it was so great. He uh, oh, he took grandpa. one of my grandmother's dresses and he stuffed like a pillow into the butt to make it look like he had a huge butt. And he had like this, you know, wig and he grabbed like one of her purses and he just jumped in the car with me and like we went trick or treating. It was like so much fun. I think that was my favorite Halloween. He put he nice. definitely put the pillow in there because you're like I'm gonna sit in the car all the time, so this is gonna <laughs> be really comfy now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely a great memory. Good time. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right, I have one last one. We can finish it up with this one. Uh, we talked about Star Wars already, and not too long ago, we were talking a lot about Back to the Future with that coming out. Uh, so my, my question and my fact fiction statement is, correctly, you know, with a combination of today's cynical attitudes, our oversaturation, social media, have we lost the ability to fall in love with movies like we once did with Back to the Future and Star Wars? That the movies today, uh, our feeling towards movies today, in 30 years from now, we will not have the type of love for the movies today that we do for movies like Star Wars and Back to the Future. 
So basically, there's nothing coming out now that people are going to celebrate like they do for Back to the Future that came out 30 years ago. I, I'm going to say fact on that. Um, I think you're right. I think we're we're getting sort of spoiled with not only me, not only movies, but all different types of media like uh, music and every we have everything at our fingertips. It's like so easily accessible. We just take it for granted and like when we were growing up and even before, you know, before us, generation before us, like movies were, that was like a treat where like you got to see a great movie and that was an escape from, from your hectic life or your hectic childhood and, you know, all the difficult homework that you had to deal with. Um, those, <laughs> those like, that was a treat and you got to enjoy like a, a really popular cult classic movie kind of like that um where i think it's today is just taken for granted and people are like oh you know whatever like what's the next thing that's coming out like it's it just doesn't phase people as much anymore i don't think and then also because there's not a, a whole lot of original ideas coming out like there used to be you know like everything seems to be remakes for the most part yeah uh, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Chuck, and I think it's just kind of an oversaturation of stuff flooding into the market. Like, you're going to have to come up with something truly spectacular and original to get people's attention, I think. And especially uh, with all the stuff coming out of, of places like YouTube, and now you got new uh companies like netflix making movies and everything and tv shows so it's it's just uh, there's only so much attention that people can have and it's just going to be spread all over the place it's going to be tough to have that admiration i will say I'll say fiction, and I'll say maybe like us 30 years from now, maybe we won't, but I think kids today have, I don't think people, it's lost on them as much as we think it might be. I, like, I, I was my uh, son, they had like Spirit Week for this week, and I, you can, and they did all these different things, and you, and one was like a movie day, or forget what it was, but you could see kids still are, are in love with like superhero characters, so I could see like in Avengers being that in 30 years, being the Star Wars of today. I don't know if if you were going to have the same amount of movies, but uh, another part of it too is that sometimes time, like as time goes by, our feeling towards movies it gets glorified a little bit because what people forget, right, is that Back to the Future Two was overall looked as at, at looked at at the time as a disappointment. It was looked at as uh, like it did well financially, but it, critically it wasn't well received it was kind of looked at as like much worse than the original but 30 years now it's like people are like treating it like it's an all-time classic so i'm thinking you know maybe 30 years removed from something we might end up actually having more fonder memories of things so i i don't think necessarily it's gone it's probably going to be harder because of the amount of stuff that comes out that you, you, it's harder to find something that a lot of people do love but i think if like anyone i think kids that are growing up now are going to have the same memories we do for whatever comes out. It's just going to be different. So I don't know. That's a good point, Dan. So we'll, we'll see. Like we'll see that. how it goes. We'll, we'll get back to you in 30 years when we're still doing this podcast. <laughs> but all right. So that, that will bring it to the end of this episode. 
but we'd like to hear your thoughts on the different things we talked about today. How, what did you think of Supergirl? What do you think about the different things? We, do you think candy corn is a legitimate candy or is it disgusting? I don't know. And there's ways to get in contact with us. You can email us at feedback at geekcastradio.com or talkingincircles at live.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Just search DC, just search Talking in Circles DCRN. You guys are also on Twitter. What are your Twitter names? I am at Heroic Age Chuck. I am at the Create Forge. And I am at Movie Revolt. But that'll be it for this week. We'll be back next week. Same time, same channel, same podcast feed. But for now, this has been Chuck. This has been Greg or Turtle Dick. And this has been Dan. And we've been talking in circles. We'll see you next week. And that may be the first time in history someone referred to themselves as Turtle Dick on purpose. <laughs> You're welcome. Making history here at the GeekCast. I thought yeah. that would be more like, you know, if uh, Raphael got ticked off at Michelangelo because he did something to him. Like, Man, such a turtle dick. <laughs> <laughs> if I could name the episode that without it getting removed, I'd be